0: Business Unusual. Separating Economic Facts from Fiction. Hello, it's Business Unusual. I am Mona Lisa Dube and this evening we are going to be looking at the Minister of Finance midterm fiscal review as well as a supplementary budget and we're going to be looking at some of the issues that he spoke about and what he did not speak about and that people were expecting him to address. So some of the major highlights that uh, Professor Tlingube spoke about today in his his midterm fiscal review. He spoke about the review of the tax-free threshold from 2000 to 5000 as well as how from now Every foreign currency transaction has to be taxed, the 2% intermediate monetary transfer tax now applies to foreign currency transactions. On the line, I have the African Development Economy Strategist Director, Professor Gift Mogano, to give his analysis of uh, the Minister's presentation. Good evening, Professor Mogano, thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Good evening to you uh, and good evening to Mabwin.
0: All right, so the last we spoke, Prof, we were talking about your expectations on what you would have wanted the minister to address. And one of the issues you spoke about were the currency issues and the taxes and foreign currency, as well as salaries and U.S. dollars, um, clarity on what currency we are going to be using as a country. That was not addressed, was it?
1: It wasn't. I lost you some, some few seconds, but I think you are talking about the currency in terms of clarity? Yes. The minister dodged uh, the currency issue. Uh, although, in his uh, submission uh, from my tax point of view, he, he embraced the US dollar uh, by requesting Parliament to approve uh, the collection of, of revenue uh, in, 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 in US dollars. Uh, from a number of taxes uh is two percent tax that so, so that there's an acceptance but he, from a statement point of view he actually ignored the whole thing about generalization as if it doesn't exist
0: and he also spoke about the issues to do with with taxes right and that's something that you had said that industry is anticipating that he would address do you think that was addressed uh to your satisfaction
1: to some extent yes um, you look there, there are some measures which he, he presented, uh, for example, on fertilizers uh, to support agricultural sector. Uh, but you know, these kind of policies, uh, they, they help one sector to benefit and bite the other sector. Uh, just think about the fertilizer manufacturers. Uh, I'm quite convinced uh, that we have capacity here in this country to produce enough fertilizers. Uh, the study which I did showed that uh, the fertilizer industry requires about three million US dollars a month uh, to be able to produce adequately to meet the national requirement. So to give duty free for importation of fertilizer is good for the agricultural sector, but it's bad for the uh, our industry which manufactures fertilizer. So, so 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 I think a it's, striking it's balance there is required, but there are also reforms uh, which uh, which I think are good on uh, taxes where. The minister uh, extended the tax bracket, tax-free, uh, to 5,000. It kind of leaves space for demand for businesses. Uh, it's a demand stimulation measure. And also expanding uh, or increasing the tax bans uh, from $5,001 to $100,000. Uh, it's also a good thing because it frees disposable the income, which people can then use to go and buy in the shops. And, but I think uh, there were not much incentives uh, which were given to industry uh, for what they call the security exchange. But uh, I would have wanted to see more incentives in the mining sector, uh, in the tourism sector. Uh, the only incentive in the tourism sector is the removal of that one, domestic accommodation. But the number of statutory requirements, 22 heads of taxes in the tourism sector, never spoke about any of those as we are mitigating against COVID-19
0: so one of the issues that the minister spoke about is how um, every trader has to give a, a, a receipt based on the currency that they traded in so like you said when they're acknowledging the u.s dollar they said that okay fine if you're going to charge in u.s dollars have a receipt in u.s dollar how do you see that playing out especially considering that most of transactions are actually informal
1: yeah, that one is a difficult, you is going to lose that one. Uh, you are very spot on. Um, and also, to, in addition to informal sector, you also talk about the existence of power and fiscalized machines. Not every business has got a fiscalized machine. And um, even if those we have, sometimes there's no power, right? So it's a, it's a way the minister is trying to, to put his hand to foreign currents um, and, and to get taxes in foreign currency, but um, it's going to be quite difficult uh, for the informal sector. The receipt is in their pocket. They don't even know what is called receipt. So, so, so it's difficult. They can only get the two percent if we were transacting in foreign currency on on mobile payment platform.
0: Now, I would ask you questions based on the expectations that you had as industry. What is your general assessment of the the minister's presentation?
1: Look, I would want to give it an adage, the way the minister has made a presentation on his budget. It's like Dynamo declaring war on Manchester United, that we are coming to defeat you. It is the first trip to Manchester, it's the first trip to go to play in the English Premier Soccer League. Uh, It doesn't work that way. You will be massacred. So that is what he has done, Dynamo declaring war with Manchester United. Why am I saying this? The minister was over, over optimistic. That things are working. Yet nothing is working in this country. Uh, he's over optimistic that he did very well in the first half of the year, which is not correct. Because if you look at his uh, uh, numbers, uh, he presented that uh, he had a revenue collection of 34 billion and uh, uh, against the target of 32 billion, and his surplus was about 800 million. The minister likes the word surplus, but I think there was no surplus. Because if you factor in the 50% salary adjustment, which were not covered in his presentation uh, on civil servants, right? Uh, factor in the 75 US dollars and make an equivalent of it into Zim dollars. Take into account that uh, the salaries of civil servants are within the range of, if you like, uh, 40%. Uh, you then say 40% of of uh, 63 billion. Uh, what is it? and put 50% on on, on behalf of it. We're talking about over $15 billion additional budget, which he did not talk about. Uh, Then again, still only the point of him being over optimistic. We are talking about COVID-19. Every country uh, in the world is putting a supplemental budget, but it's not putting any supplemental budget. His
0: argument, though, was that as ministries, they have stuck to the budget that they had given themselves for the first half of the year, and they actually did not exhaust all the money. I think he says that they still have 54 percent of the budget to to go uh, to go through. And like you said, he did mention that there is a surplus. So I guess the question would be, why then is there need to be a supplementary budget if these figures are anything yeah, to yeah, go yeah. by? Yeah, what
1: you are saying is like a father who is, who is telling people. The community that uh, I i don't owe anybody money, uh, but his kids aren't going to school. That's what you're saying. That's what he said. Uh, th- that, that's the, the other way of saying what he's saying. So you have kids who aren't going to school, and you say, I don't owe anyone money. Well, what am I saying? We have people servants uh, who are getting their money twice in a month, but right? and we have dilapidation in, in the health sector, higher education. Uh, tertiary education, right? Uh, high school <laughs> the, the things are. Hard. All
0: right, so as we wrap up the segment, what impact does this have on the country? What impact does it have on someone who's wondering where they're going to get their next meal tomorrow?
1: Thank you. very good questions. I think the, the challenge issue we have is that the budget presentation by the minister is not realistic from a number of points. It didn't take a full consolidation of situations on the ground. For example, it didn't address the impact of COVID-19, which means jobs of people are not guaranteed, right? It didn't go into depth on how it's going to provide a number of reforms to support sectors are affected by COVID-19 and also a sizable package to support it. It's called a stimulus package. He also uh, deliberately uh, maintained is the current budget of 63 billion which he presented last year when inflation uh, was below 300 percent now inflation is around 800 percent it means civil servants in terms of their income they don't expect reasonable salary for the minister because there's no provision for that going forward right then this budget again is not stimulating the economy because it is it is it, it is a tight budget and in knowing the biggest spender, again, it means uh, business is not expecting much tax to come from government. So my concern is that this is over optimistic budget, where the minister is assuming uh, that the budget is going to remain the same. Even if he himself, by his own admission, is agreeing that by the end of the year, inflation will be minimum 300%, which is incorrect.
0: So what are it, your projections? It, it, what are your projec- projections for this year? I'm
1: projecting that this Zim dollar is going to be wiped out by inflation. Uh, when you when the two levers of dollar has kicked in, the pricing of U, in U.S. dollars and the payment of salaries in U.S. dollars, in government taking leadership in that direction is very difficult to reverse it. So he has presented a budget uh, in the Zim dollar and he has put a brave face to deliberately ignore that there is a US, use of U.S. dollars in this country. So, along two weeks or three two, two months or so, we'll not hear this thing they're talking about.
0: Is there a way of fixing it? I mean, uh, they have made it clear that the foreign, the local currency is not going anywhere. So, is there, there a way there, there to go there, about it?
1: There's, there's competition between government and market. markets. The market takes, takes, takes uh, leadership, right? Uh, the market is telling the, the economy that here, we are tolerant, government is in denial. But wait and see. The market is always the best to judge. That's the winner. Government has never wanted to use US dollars. Remember, they introduced the Zim dollar in June last year. And they were very adamant about it. We said it on this program as well that what they are doing is wrong because they are not enough correct fundamentals. So the same government is back to accepting US dollars from so much they charge your prices in US dollars. Today the minister has tabled a presentation in the parliament to request charging taxes in the right? Again, the same government is paying workers in the United There's no reverse, it, it is the market which is, the, which is in charge. So, what they're saying is they wish, but the market would take uh, uh, leadership, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Professor Maganda, thank you so much for your time and giving us your thoughts on the, the mid term fiscal policy that was presented this afternoon by the finance minister. I appreciate you making this time.
1: Ya macam